Welcome. My name is Mary Kay Casper, and I'm co-host with Katrina Dreamer of Dreaming Back to the Earth, a podcast dedicated to exploring the concept that our dreams and their wisdom are a path to personal wholeness and our soul-rooted relationship to self and earth. In this episode, I'm going to talk about some ideas, themes, what I might call precepts that I have discovered in my work with dreams that are very earth-centered ways of looking at what the dream's wisdom are. These are only a few. Um, As I have done my work with dreams, I'm sure there'll be more, but I wanted to share with you a few that will, that Katrina and I will later on, no doubt, spend more specific time with. But for now, I'll just share a little bit about each one. The first, dreaming is a threshold experience of a rite of passage. If you work in the earth-centered community, you'll know that rite of passage work is a very uh, primal, potent way of working with an individual. There are stages that you go through. The first is severance, getting ready to say goodbye, letting go of the past, the people in your community. And then you go into the threshold. You may go into the wilderness to have a fast. You may separate yourself from family, like when you graduate from high school to go to college. The last is when you come back from the wilderness, when you finish your college degree, and you learn to incorporate the vision that you have gained from the place of the threshold, the time away, separate. Many traditions and cultures talk about the rite of passage as a very important stage in a person's life. And when we look at dreaming, we can also see the same. When we get ready to go to sleep, we are preparing to let go of our waking life, especially if we prepare to dream and to ask for an intention or to remember. We're putting that out into the universe so that when we fall asleep, we are giving severance to our waking life, and in reality, we're letting go of who we used to be everything from that day. And when we fall asleep, we step into the threshold and the dream becomes the place where the guidance and the vision and the wisdom comes alive, the sacred space that's separate from our waking life. When we awaken, this is the time of remembering and incorporating the dream that has just occurred and the wisdom that comes from the dream. From that wisdom, we can create a practice that brings to life the vision that is built from the practice and the wisdom. And we can bring that into our regular daily lives. When we work to change ourselves We're not only impacting ourselves, we are impacting our communities. And so 
the vision that comes to life in our sleeping hours, when that becomes a practice, that only becomes a gift to ourselves. It becomes the gift to the community. And it affects everyone that we encounter. This is the beauty of the dream and dreaming that we are taught about dying to self, being reborn. We are sent by our body and by our spirit on a vision quest, a rite of passage. Another precept that I feel that our dreams teach us about and engage us in is this idea that we are able to reflect our place in the spiral of life in the dream. You ask how that could happen. Well, in the dream, we navigate the terrain around us. We learn to do that in many ways. We tap into the patterns of existence. We are reflected through the elements, the seasons, and how other beings adapt to life in the narrative within the dream. We are taught about the cycles of life and death in all its form. In this, we learn to restore tools and strategies and resources that we can bring to our waking life to support our own adaptation and to encourage our evolution. Dreams can assist us in observing the nuances to life and can help us to understand how we fit into the landscape around us. If we observe closely a dream, we can experience the understanding of how the seasons are embodied in us. We can experience the winter and the fall and the spring and the summer. We can fall to our death off a cliff or drowned in a tidal wave. We can learn to be reborn, fly, or breathe underwater. All these skills can be transmuted, translated in metaphorical ways back to our life to heal and transform us during difficult times. We are of the earth and the earth is of us and that can be reflected in the dream. The next precept, dreams seek to restore our ecological self Really, at the core of dreaming back to the earth, this is key for me. Carl Jung talks about how dreams are pure nature. If you believe that we are one with the universe, one with the earth, one with the cycles, then you will understand that we are nature. And therefore, our dreams 
are the purest form of who we are because they're unencumbered by our ego. To some extent, we have learned to be separate from, even though that was an illusion, the earth and everything around us. For many reasons that I won't get into, that has happened. The reality is, is that our separateness is what is keeping us, our forgetfulness is what is keeping us from engaging the landscape and all those around us with humanity. And because of this and other elements, there is so much destruction of the landscape, of the earth, and the extinction of the animals. How do we gain back an understanding of who we are in this greater context? How do we remember our place in the more than human world? And how do we, in remembering that, gain back our role in our own and the Earth's survival? Our dream and its scape, the narrative teaches us about who we are. We are able to be reflected in the landscape and in the beings that come to us. We have dreams that teach us about how we're separate from the land, from other human beings, from other species. And we have dreams that teach us and bring us closer to relationship. If we are willing to work with the dream, we will work to energetically remember that relationship and awaken again to that ecological self, which is already there. We just need to tap into it. We need to remember it. Our dream stories engage us in the world around us every time we sleep. Our dreams will disrupt our isolation. They do. And they name the numbness that we feel in our own yearning and longing for connection. They want to disrupt that cycle of self-destructiveness and return us to that spiral of life that will help us to survive. Our dreams give us hope and teach us to be in relationship. And especially when we dream under the stars or in a hammock on a sailboat out on the ocean or under a yew tree, we create a direct link 
to the earth energy and to the earth stream, dreaming us awake to her. Dreams, for another precept, also teach us about our wild primal self. They help us to remember that as they do the ecological. It's all tied to one another. In our dreams, we encounter wild animals, tidal waves, volcanoes. We encounter passionate love. We we encounter the fight, the instinctual energy to fight. There are no barriers in our dreams to the experience of that wild primal self. There are no confines of ego, trauma, or cultural bindings. The dream evokes the feelings and knowing of this core universal life force called our instinct. Whether it's instinctual in terms of responding to a situation, it could be instinctual as being aggressive or being creative or being sexual or sensual. In our dreams, we're in the dirt and mud. We're gliding underwater in the ocean. We're dancing on an open street. We're fighting with anger and pain against something that's happening around us. All of this is a glimpse of the original self of the self that's unencumbered by all that it keeps us from being our soul selves. Whether it's the experience of flight and fight, whether we're listening to a roaring lion or smelling a budding flower, We are waking up, and we can bring the practices of that into waking life because we're being taught to awaken to that wild primal self that is us. Another precept is that our dreams introduce us to the ancient practice of shape-shifting. If you think about it, in many of our dream stories, we can transmute into the body of animals, known and unknown, humans, elements of the earth, and alien beings or mythological figures not even known to the waking world. We move through generations of time and self as well as often experiencing gender fluidity. I have often dreamed that I'm a man. I have often dreamed that I am a black man. If you believe about past lives, this is another experience of dreaming in another 
on another land or another time zone or another time altogether. Our dreams offer us that opportunity. I had the up, had a wonderful dream of being on another planet and being another type of being altogether and having a narrative in that experience of being that alien of some sort that I had never known existed. And whether it does or it doesn't, doesn't matter. What matters is that my dream gave me the experience. I shapeshift into this being and I understood as this being how they were relating to the landscape around them. In this way, we open to the breath of evolution that has guided all species across all lands and universes. And in our historical wanderings, we begin to understand and inhabit at the deepest levels and layers of humankind an understanding of differences if we work the dream and become awake to the dream and the experience of the dream. Dream shape-shifting is a way we can pay attention to our own growth, our own transformation, our own point of view on an emotional, mental, and physical level. How we can begin to see things differently, even spiritually. It can alter how we feel and what we do in our interactions with others. It can shape-shift us in our waking lives. It can teach us about diversity and gaining a better understanding and humanity for those different than us. Imagine yourself buzzing around, wings flapping busily, hovering over a red clover, dropping from our sack the precious life-giving pollen and diving to taste the succulent nectar within. Imagine the experience of the bee. And when we do, that embodiment is a way of building awareness to be in relationship. It assists us in remembering the vital contribution, diversity, and interdependence is required for our survival as a species on this earth. Another precept is this whole notion of animals in our dreams. And they come to us, from my perspective, to be in kinship, relationship. There's been a bit written about this. If you come from an anima point of view in terms of all things having soul, I believe that our animals are the closest to us in terms of species. And therefore, I believe, come in our dreams often because of this. 
I also believe that animals come in their dream, that bear comes to me in my dream as living, breathing, conscious bear also dreaming. And so it is spirit of bear that comes to me that in some way is being in relationship to me. And so what I learn not only from bear is to be in kinship with bear as another being and not just a metaphor or an archetypal figure or some mythology that bear as bear comes to me to be in relationship and to teach me about bear. And what I would also say about animals coming into our dreams, that they teach us so much about how to be human, really. They provoke in us such a range of feelings that inspire and frighten us to seek refuge, flight, or engagement. They teach us to be who we are because they can't be anything but themselves. They offer guidance in understanding the death depth and range of the feminine and the masculine in all its fluidity. They shatter our assumptions and teach us to live in an unpredictable world. Working with animals in our dreams open us to intimate patterns of our own bodies, a deep somatic experience. They teach us about ourselves and offer guidance in the experience of who they are. If we work the dream, the bear dream in particular, who is bear in the waking world? How do they live their lives? There is so much to learn from that. How does squirrel live in the waking world? How does ant live in the waking world? How does snake, possum, whale, my cat in the other room, dog. How do they live in the waking world? How are they in relationship? How do they survive or not survive? And that can be an incredible learning experience for us. They come with such grace and power and a deep knowing We can even stand at a distance in a dream and observe the lion stalking its prey or feel the bite of a snake that slithers around our leg. And in each case, the dream offers this encounter to be in relationship. The more I work with snake, the more I become less afraid of snake. The more... I understand what I've lost and what is open for me to gain. And I also think that coming into consciousness and understanding animals will also help me to work to save them because they're becoming extinct. And with their extinction, it affects my place in the landscape also.
Will we remember who these incredible creatures are, how they live, what associations rise when we meet them? Will we run away or stop and witness this moment as the beginning of something possible? Will will we dream ourselves awake to kinship with all beings on this earth? And this is all for now. A few thoughts that I offer, something to contemplate and be with. As always, at the end of our podcasts, we like to offer an exercise. My suggestion is that you take one of these precepts and you explore your dreams with one of them. Take some time to be with the dream and explore the kinship with an animal. Explore our ecological self. Explore, is my wild primal self coming up in this dream? Is there something that needs to be taught here that I hadn't seen or heard before? Where am I in the cycle of life? Is there something that I am dying to self or birthing in my life that is opening up in the dream? And how is my own dreaming a rite of passage? Take one of these precepts, one of these ideas or themes, and take some of your dreams and explore them. There might be some wisdom to be found. Again, I am Mary Kay Casper, and this is Dreaming Back to the Earth. I sign off for now and look forward to being with you in the future with my co-host, Katrina Dreamer. There is so much to learn and gain from our dreams, and we look forward to being with you.